I know I've got MS, but MS hasn't got me. So my life now is focused around my health and what I eat, and then everything else then has to fall around that. Which is, it's not, it's, people see me now, don't even know. If I met you on the street, you think, oh, he's just a, a regular guy. Everyone, you know, when I go to the gym, I'm talking to people who are overweight, the gym instructors and say, go on, I'm speak to him. He's, he's, he's got a disability, he's got multiple sclerosis. So then I'm speaking to these big guys, you know, and saying, look, yeah, it's, it's what you eat and what you do. That's it. It's, it's not rocket science. Welcome to another episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of our autoimmune diagnoses, but ultimately how we thrive in spite of it. I'm your host, Edie Sahesian. I was diagnosed in 2015 with multiple sclerosis. I've learned a lot about MS in myself over the past few years, but the most important thing I realize is that I am going to live my best life. MS and other autoimmune diseases tend to be a bit of a bummer if we let them. So why not battle back by finding our joy? After getting your MS diagnosis, did you make any lifestyle changes? I understand that this can be a kind of a diversive topic among our MS community, whether or not diet plays a role in our MS progression prognosis. I think that it's important to keep in mind that all of our bodies are different. Remember, this is a snowflake disease, so I believe that we all need to do what works best for each of us as individuals. So some background. In 2021, there was a study conducted with 77 patients with relapsing remitting MS. These individuals followed the WALS or SWANK diets or protocol for 36 weeks. Primarily focusing on measuring the level of fatigue participants experienced, the results of the study actually showed a reduction in fatigue and improvement in overall quality of life. There are similar studies out there now showing correlating results. So there are diets and there are protocols out there similar to the ones in this study. OMS or Overcoming MS Diet, the Paleo Autoimmune, and MS Hope are just a few. The MS Hope is actually called the Best Bet Diet, their program, but there are a lot more, and I have primarily looked into these three. So I believe the basic goal of all of these lifestyles, because listen, this isn't like a change that just needs to be done like for a little bit. It's not a diet to lose weight. These are focusing on getting you in your best health. So these things are not focused on diet culture. These are significant lifestyle commitments. Anyways, the goal of them being to reduce inflammation in our bodies. Lee joins me today to talk about his journey through the Best Bet Diet and how MS Hope supported him in his journey to become his best self. Matthew Embry's whole program of no cheat days, if you've heard of that, 
then you know exactly what I'm talking about. But this has helped Lee in his journey to just live his best life, to feel like his best self. And he's here to share that with us today. Let's chat it up with Lee. Hi, thank you for being here. Hi. Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to be able to meet you. We've been talking for a minute and this guy's all over the place. I can't wait to hear his story and just have him share the different experiences that he's had through not only his MS, but some really cool stuff that he does just to enjoy life. And so Lee, would you start us off with your diagnosis story? Yeah, well, this Christmas, Christmas of 2122, uh, well, before then, in October, they was treating me for labyrinthitis. I was a bit wobbly, a bit dizzy. Um, we just we just won the Small Business Awards, and I've been to that, and I was a bit didn't have a drink or anything. I was everywhere, so I've come out of there, gone back to see the doctor, and say give me another course of tablets. And this was through November, and then Christmas come, and I was getting worse, worse, and worse. And Christmas Day, one of our close friends was coming for Christmas dinner. She'd lost one of her friends, quite a well-known celebrity, but she was coming to our house for Christmas Day because that, that's what we do, like look after our friends and stuff. So I made ev- all the efforts and everyone said to me, you need to go to hospital because look at you, you know. So I said, let me get Christmas Day out for the kid and my friend. Anyways, they come and Amanda said to me, said, look, Lee, really do need to go to hospital. So this is Christmas Day. I went to bed Christmas afternoon woke up in the morning and then just took straight in hospital so i took into hospital and it's obviously covid was extreme in the uk so i've gone in and they uh, took me straight onto an icu which is intensive care uh, pre-assessment unit because they thought i had a brain tumor or as i had a massive stroke so i've gone into the icu pre-assessment and there's people oh, this sounds horrible but people dying around me and it's like Wow. So anyway, they, pull, they keep pulling the curtains around me. They've done that and I've woke up and the, the whole room's gone. There's nobody in the room. So I says, I'm not, di- I'm not dying ever. You know, it's like, so he said, no, no, this COVID has actually got onto the ICU ward. We've got to move you into a private room. So I got talked to a, a private room and then uh, there's no doctors or anything. So in, in, Dar- in Nottingham, there's actually a brain specialist hospital there queen's medical center so they sent one of their neurologists over to see me and then she said look you've got me for like two days i can be intense with you and find out what it is so after it's got the mri did that did everything diagnosed me in two days basically wait on my bloods my spinal tap my mri scan i come back down i was in the room and then she's coming to see me and says look i've got some really really good news and something not quite good news. She said, well, you know, just give it to me. So she says, the good news is you've not had a stroke. You've never had a stroke. You've not got a brain tumor, but you have got something called multiple sclerosis. And I didn't have a clue what that was. So I spent another week in hospital while they got me good enough to come home. So now Mrs. Come, because there's nobody allowed in the hospital or anything because of COVID. My Mrs. come and collected me in a wheelchair Brought me home and then was just sorting out all the home out. I was brought home, took to bed, and I was stuck in bed uh, with, I was incontinent. I couldn't walk still, so I couldn't get out of bed quick enough to get to the toilet. So I'm there. My missus was having to look after me and care for me, you see. So 
And that's it. That, that was the, the start of it. So you're really lucky and blessed to have your wife there supporting you. Yeah, yeah. With, without her, I wanted to know. My wife and my son, there's both mucking. And, you know, it's not good for a 10-year-old son to be coming into your room and, and, and seeing you how you are and saying, Daddy, Daddy, you're not going to die, are you? So that's one of my trigger points to me. I'm mean, not just getting better. It's one of the focus. You think, I'm going to, whatever I've got to do, I'm going to do it. So what did that look like for you? What did you do next? What I did next, on my social media, I've got a real big network of friends. So I said, look, everyone thought, oh, where's Lee? He's been really quiet over Christmas and whatever. And I'm normally a bit gobby, as you are, like, and mouthy, should I say. Um, and I put it onto my social media. I, know, I actually, one of the, I fish a lake in England called Grenville, and it's got a real, we've got a real tight net of members. So I've contacted the owner of Grenville and said, look, Paul, I don't think I'll ever, ever be fishing ever again. So he's gone back to one of the members, Paul Bacon, and said to Paul, I can't believe it. Wits, really, really, I don't think he can ever fish again. He's in bed, can't walk, incontinent, and he's in a real bad way with multiple sclerosis. Next thing I know, Paul Bacon's ringing me. He says, before you do anything, you need to speak to Mark Watson. He's got MS. I says, well, how can you have MS? I says, he's an open water swimmer or anything. He says, you need to speak to him. So next thing I do, speak to Mark Watson. Mark Watson says, before you do anything, Lee, you need to get in contact with Matthew Embry and his dad, Ashton Embry. He says, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not giving you the live choices. Just check them out and see what they're about, as well as Terry Walls as well. There's two. So obviously, the first thing I do is contact Dr. Ashton Embry and Matthew. And they have a, a Zoom meeting the first Tuesday of every month now, but it used to be weekly back then. So I contacted him and he says, and Dr. Ashton says, the first thing you do, Lee, is give me a diet plan. Stop your, stop your dairy, stop your legumes, stop your processed foods, stop your sugars and everything to do with the best bet. So from that minute, I stopped. And then dairy, I didn't have no, I can't have, we're having no dairy. I used to have a fishing bait company and we use milk proteins, which is everywhere. So I thought, first thing you have to do is get rid of that. So what I did, I actually not gifted it to somebody because, but somebody got it. My missus actually did the interviews for the people and not give the fishing business away, but they bought it for a couple of machines, but got a good business for nothing, basically. And that was helping out like so. That's super interesting that you were able to connect with them directly and really get one-on-one support from MS Hope. That's a really a nice perk. Yeah, the one is it's, it's more email. Dr. Ashton, it's not one-on-one, it's a community. Okay. And you're actually, you can email them and, and boom, straight, you know, they answer you back. You know, it's since my diagnosis, I send my medical stuff to Dr. Ashton. He has a look through it and says, yeah, yeah, you, everything's spot on. Your vitamin D is a little bit high, so you can reduce that a bit and, and stuff like that. And then it's like with Matthew. Matthew's just, just an inspiration. He you just, you know, you're following him what he's doing and he sparks you on. So it's like, yeah, I've got to get walking. The first thing to think was I need to get myself up so I can get to the toilet. That's my first priority was that. So my missus went and got to the hospital, got me a set of crutches so I could get up and walk two, two, three metres to our ensuite bathroom, which I started to do. And then I started walking on my landing, pushing myself every day because you're listening to Matthew and everything and all the 
you need to get yourself moving. And his dad said the most important thing you do is get yourself moving and get oxygen. You need to get yourself outside. Obviously, I wasn't well enough for the first three or four weeks, whatever it was. So I was on the landing up and down all day just to try and get in as I could. So we got stairs in our house. So I'm doing the landing and I also had some little weights, little dumbbells. I was doing this, just exercise to buy massive fatigue. Everything that you get with MS and all that is just a nightmare. But anyway, started on the stairs up and down on the landing. And then the stairs, I couldn't, I thought I'm never going to get there, down them stairs. So I slid down on the wall <laughs> <laughs> and then got to the bottom. And my missus is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, well, you know, I'm all, I can balance myself now. So I balanced myself downstairs. There. This is all day, every day from getting up. I used to get up when I got up. There was no set time of getting up. So I get up when I get up, up and down the hallway, up and down the hallway. And then one day the doorbell's gone. It's the postman. I've gone and seen him. He's seen me, starts crying because we're pretty much a you know, nice relationship like and not relationship, but a friend. He says, look, I can't believe what's happened to you. So I said, yeah, well, you got, you know, he said, he said, I can't believe you're still, you know, buzzing, not buzzing, but happy. And I said, well, what choice have I got? I've only got one choice now is to get, is to do everything I can to get some sort of life back. So then I get back and then obviously I'm out the, the, with fresh air and everything. I managed to get myself onto the driveway and then I'm the mad neighbor walking up and down the drive on my crutches and uh, as much as I could. I was out there all, not all the time because I'd have to have a sit down. But then I did that, and then we got in England. We got lampposts. Uh, the lamppost became. I thought I'm going to get to that lamppost, which I did do. So I got to the lamppost, come back, and then my neighbours are coming out saying, "Oh, what's going on? You're alive, basically." So then I started doing the lamppost to lamppost. Then one day I've gone to the lamppost, and I've seen the dog walk. It was like a little dog walk, and I thought I'm going to go. To, I'm going to go into the dog walk. So I've got my crutches and got up the dog walk. My missus is panicking then, can't see me, everything. And she went, she's thinking, where is he? Where's he done? What's he done? So then she's ragged me on the phone, <laughs> to, you know, like, uh, WhatsApp call. <laughs> I've gone, I'm on the dog walk. Like, what are you doing there? She's bombed down there thinking I'm unsafe and everything. But I got down the dog walk, made that all right. So then there's benches on the dog walk. So I walk a little bit, sit down. Get talking to the dog walkers and what's up with you? You know, you should start telling them a bit of your story. And the dog walk, I started to do the whole lap of the dog walk every day. And then from that, did the dog walk. And then it's a case of I was getting stronger every day, doing it every day. No, no matter what, I'd do it in the rain or whatever. The crazy, the crazy walking man of Hilton. That's what I've become. Wow. It sounds like you were super dedicated. And I think that speaks to your core value of positivity. I just hear that radiating off of you, like I'm not going to quit kind of thing. And this isn't going to get me down. And how you interacted with the mailman there, just they don't expect to see you like that because you are this positive creature. So what must have been going on in your life as you encountered the MS situation, was it stressful for you when you were diagnosed? Yeah, well, obviously, I'd, I went back and seen the doctors. I had a full report on my brain scan and everything. I went back and said, in 2010, actually, I thought I'd had a stroke through stress, but it wasn't. It's obviously my first bout of MS, real. No, it's not as bad as the one I had at Christmas, but 10 years ago, 
I used to have a business at Skegness, quite a successful business, and we lost everything. And my friends in, in, in Derby, where we moved back to, said, look, Lee, you need to come back home to your friends. I lost my house. I just, just had a new baby. And my friends said, look, we'll get you a house. We'll sort the rent out. You've got nothing to worry about. Just get yourself back. So I thought that I'd had a major stroke, which took me like a year to get over that. But obviously, that was my first bout of MS. So anyway, so we do all that. And then 10 years, to be fair, when at the first bat, I never ever got over that because I used to be weak on my left-hand side, but I blamed all that down to my stroke and I'm in a bit of brain damage or whatever, which I probably always had anyway. But so all the damage was, anything that was happening, I used to fall over a lot. I'd be out with my mates, have a beer, and then, oh, it is, trip wet. You know, I was always falling over. That's left leg drag, which you don't know about unless you've got MS, if you know what I mean. So... And I always had a black left toenail from catching things and stuff like that. So then, obviously, 10 years later, the episode started at Christmas. We've just won the Small Business Awards, so everything's buzzing. There's no stress. This is the thing for Christmas. There's no actual physical The only stress was the amount of orders was getting covered in because it was really successful, So, which was manageable. But then, obviously, there's been a trigger point somewhere there that started off with labyrinthitis which was then just led on to the diagnosis, like the full diagnosis. What is that, labyrinthitis? It's uh, in the ear. It basically, I went completely deaf in that ear. So you think, oh, it's just a blocked ear. And then obviously you can't hear anything. And then I started to see a bit of double. And then obviously my balance was completely went. I see, I see. So, and then obviously it got, it got worse, worse, and worse. And then give, the doctors actually give me exercises to do to try and help it as well as drug these drug treatments and whatever and they was just getting worse worse and worse and then obviously boxing day or christmas day so i say and then boxing day i thought the world has ended like wow so. it's so intense so this ms diet the best bet diet was it difficult to adjust to that what was that whole process like very it was, to be fair, it, 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 uh, the hardest thing to say is the diet. The diet's been the easiest bit for me. The hardest bit was the exercise. Okay. You know, getting fit in two hours a day, you make it part of your routine. But the actual diet itself is a case of, oh, you've got two choices. You either give it your best shot and it works, or you give it half a shot and it don't work. So me and my, me and my wife said, look, you know, if you're going to do it, you've got to really, really commit to it. So I've probably gone overboard a bit, really, like so. But we cut everything out, and then I just made that me me, me focus is what I'm eating, what vitamin supplements I'm taking, my gut bio, and 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 everything that goes with it. And then from that, the knock on effect is other people have reached out and helped me with other stuff, the well being coaches and fitness coaches and and acupuncture, aromatherapy, and you know all stuff. I used to think was absolute nonsense. <laughs> Is I do now. Before I go to bed every night, I meditate and stuff like that. So, but the diet itself is it's life changing. But if you put your mind to it, it's, it's not hard. It's not even. It's actually cut our food bill down. It sounds crazy because we don't eat any processed food or anything anymore. Only eat fresh food, grass fed meats, lime caught fish, and everyone thinks, "Oh, how are you going to afford that?" But it's actually I don't drink alcohol anymore. I don't go out for meals, don't eat fast food. You, you put all that into equation. We're suddenly thinking, 
all, all that money was spending on just got, you know, eating rubbish at the end of the day. It's actually worked out cheaper for me to be on the best bet diet and more healthily. I've actually lost seven stone now. So. Wow. It's, yeah, I don't know what that is in pounds. Or it's a lot. It has cost me, though, because I've had to get a new wardrobe. So I've gone from a 40-inch waist to a 34-inch waist. And then I'm down from a treble XL to a medium now in the UK. And that's just from so Christmas was, time? Just from Christmas, wow. yeah. That's exercise and diet. By exercise, two hours every day. I try and walk 10 miles every day as well. So that's a complete lifestyle change. Yeah, completely. Yeah, but I changed my life. No, I changed my life to suit the MS, not make the MS suit me. The MS, I know I've got MS, but MS hasn't got me. So my life now is focused around my health and what I eat, and then everything else then has to fall around that. Which is, it's not, people see me now, don't even know. If I met you on the street, you think, oh, it's just a, a regular guy everyone you know when i go to the gym I'm talking to people who are overweight the gym instructor and say go on and speak to him he's, he's he's got a disability he's got multiple sclerosis so then i'm speaking to these big guys you know and saying look yeah it's, it's what you eat and what you do that's it it's not rocket science yeah and it's not really about the weight loss though right it's about how you feel everyone says to me are you going to get ripped and, and, and muscly i said it's nothing to do with that is Another thing is that I, because I do, my missus is like keen as anything on it. It's like with MS, your body reads fat as a trick. It could be a trigger to an episode because it starts, yeah, I think it's myelin, starts attacking the fat. So the less fat you've got on it, the less likely you are to get MS, you see. So you think, I'm going to lose my fat. The only way to lose fat is to regular exercise. And, you know, as well as feeling good, looking, you know, everyone says I look a lot good. My skin complexion. I've actually, this is a good fact, is before all this, the doctor says I might have to have a, had a knee replacement from playing football 10 or 12 years ago. He says, it looks like your hip might need to be done because I was getting real bad hip pain. I used to get really bad psoriasis, bad and hay fever. And, you know, I have scabby face. There used to be scabs on my arms and everything from the psoriasis and eczema. Bag here on my face, on my eyebrows and stuff. Everything's gone. I've got no ailments or anything anymore. No eczema, no asthma, no nothing. Anything I've got is MS, which I don't know I've got anymore. Right. <laughs> well, I do know you, you do know you've got it. Yeah, it's hard to forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's there all the time. It's, it's there, just tapping you on the shoulder all the time. It's like, you get up in the morning, it's like, sometimes you do feel a bit of fatigue. You think, can I be bothered to go for a walk? Can I bother to go to the gym? It's like, yeah, you've got to do it. You know what I mean? So then you just do it. So look around. You're not having me today. I'm going out there and, and I'll do it. And it's like with, with Mafia, he's a big, you watch him. It's like no matter what, there's no cheat days. Go out and do it. If you feel bad, you're not going to feel any worse when you get back in. You might feel better. And it's, it's right. Every time you get back, you think, I do actually feel better. It's good. So. Yeah. And the people you're meeting as well out there. So Tell me more about that. So you've said a lot of stuff, Lee, okay? So you've said a lot of things like, for example, the team of people that are now helping you. 
that's a big deal to get yeah. that support system in place. You've mentioned your friends yeah. who are helping you after you've had this stressful situation 10 years ago, losing the business, and they really came to your rescue. And you have really developed this just group around you, your wife, for example, being that support as well. And so yeah. how have all of those people helped you on your journey? Well, it started off with Mark Watson. Mark was like, I looked at Mark and he's thinking, he's like, how's he got a mess? He goes out into the biggest lakes you've ever seen and absolutely you're talking freezing. It's got ice on it. And he's out there swimming and thinking, if he can do that, I'm surely I can walk around the block or something. So he was the start off. And then obviously Matthew, you start seeing Matthew running out in the snow and everything. So that was my motivation, watching Matthew. Then I put a little post on, which Matthew shared with me. It was like my recovery. <laughs> Whatever it was weeks ago, I was in bed. Four weeks later, I was walking with AIDS. Two weeks later, I'm walking on AIDS. Now I'm doing that. And then... From that is you get other people reaching out to you. Angie, Angie from America, she's got MS, but she's a fitness coach. So you know, she's motivating you, sending you motivational videos. I'm talking to her on social media. Then all of a sudden is Anne Rodman pops up, but she's got MS. Says, Lee, have you ever tried a meditation and aromatherapy? I'm thinking, that's for women. <laughs> so anyway, so obviously Zoom with Anne. She pushed me in the way of the aromatherapy and meditation. So I, I'm doing all that. That helps me sleep at night time. From that is then I had, uh, we're talking about, we all talk on, online uh, like, uh, with each other through Instagram and that. And then Talia, she's a, a well-being coach. Absolutely. This is absolutely, you got to be positive. And I'm positive anyway, but it, it tell you, it, she's mind-blowing. She, it doesn't matter what's going on. Yeah, everything has got to be focused on yourself and what you're doing. And then Matthew and everyone said, oh, try acupuncture. You get little tweaks as you're coming out of the episodes and everything. So acupuncture. So then I found my local acupuncture and she's actually like a well-being coach and does my acupuncture as well. So and that's my group of people who help me. And as one, if I need anything, I go and talk to one of them or they need me, they talk to me and we all bounce off each other. And between us all, we actually get to where we need to be and to where I am today, which is really, you know, one of the, it, I can't never remember since leaving school being this healthy. Isn't so, that miraculous? And it's so I have a little funny. bit of brain fog. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so the support team is helpful, but you said something also that made me think. You said getting your mind right is the most important thing. So what do you do to make sure you maintain that positive mindset? Right, is is you got a structure. First thing I, I did, this is with Talia again, is structuring your day. So you get up in the morning, and then I go go to my meditation. I meditate every morning and set up my plan. My plan is like every day I get up is I have my goals. I have three goals, like you know, be kind to somebody, do somebody some good, do something for myself, and and I've like little just just to make you feel good. Do you know what I mean? So it make me feel good. I met other people feel good. I mean, if I meet somebody for the first time, I always say to them, you know, I'm not bothered what you've got. I'm not bothered where you've been. I'm more bothered who you are, where you want to go, and can I help you get there? So that's one of the little things I do. It's just positivity. And I've also, I've, 
what I've done is anybody who's negative in my life. So if you're friends with me there, you're uh, you're lucky because anybody negative has gone. So I did, I just surround myself with positive people now, which like, for your own mental well-being is good as well. And then through doing that, obviously, is people reach out to you and help you as well from just being kind. Kindness is good at the end of the day. And kindness is rewarding to yourself. To You help somebody, you get it come back to you. So it's no, it's just everything's positive. They have nothing negative. Anything negative it has to go out the window straight away. It's true. It's true. And so this isn't all you, right? MS isn't all of Lee. Lee has significant relationships in his life. And you also do this very cool thing that I don't know a lot about, which is fishing. And it's really this huge part of you. Can you share with me and the listeners what that does for you in your life? Why is fishing so great? Well, I've fished from, well, my dad was a fisherman, so you, I was born a fisherman, basically. So all the way through my life, and then obviously you meet fishermen here, there, and everywhere, and, you know, meeting a fisherman who saved my life, or saved my MS life, should I say, through Paul pushing me on to Mark Watson. And then obviously when when I've been doing all this, he's one of my other friends, he's a TV celebrity, Ali Amidi. He's seen that I was, you know, needed, I needed something to do mentally. So he, he reached out to me and says, look, Lee, I'm, you know, might have some little, he's just set up a new business and everything, one more cast. He said, I might have some little bits and, you know, you'll be able to help me out with, keep you busy and help me at the same time. So I did that. And then he's, I've been helping, you know, helping out with his new business, just, you know, helping where he can, basically, just using my experience. And then from that, he says, oh, right, come on, come on to the TV show. And then... I, I've been talking to one of the directors who were in the production company. I said, yeah, come on set with us. You're a good, good man. We'd, you know, we'd love to see you. So I went on set and then I've actually been on set now for three three of the shows. The last show you've got to watch, though, because uh, you don't actually see me on te- You might see me taking pictures and whatever, but on the last show, the, the last episode, part four, there's something that happens and then... You see this idiot make a fool of himself, hopefully. So if it doesn't get edited out, if not, it'll be in the um, bloopers, as they say. <laughs> but that was that. And then obviously, um, and then I've actually, my missus has got a business. Obviously, my fishing business, I had to sell because of MS and not, not being able to work with milk proteins. So that my missus has actually got a dog business where we met dog beds. That's what we won the awards for, for the small business. With me having MS, um, with my brain it, it can't handle noise. I think it's just the, you have to focus. And it's like, I go into the factory and it's like, I just can't handle the noise. The noise of machines and everything. So don't let anything worry me and just carry on going forward. Yeah, living in that negative space doesn't help anybody. And you've had to, I feel like, rebuild yourself a couple of different times in your life. And through maintaining that positivity and being kind to people and bringing in other people in your life that are kind to you, it has really led you in this direction. And there's nothing bad coming out of this. And as you said, you're healthier than ever right now, despite having MS. It's pretty miraculous. Yeah, everyone who sees me says, you're an absolute inspiration. I go to the, the supermarket, you know, the girls in there, they're all going to give me a hug. It's like, 
Lee, unbelievable. You know, because they see me on my crutches walking around the village and stuff. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the crop, you got people crying and stuff. It's like, they think, why? I'm doing it to live. I'm not, an, I don't feel like an inspiration or anything. I'm just doing what's just coming natural and survival as far as I, you know, if I let MS get the better of me, which it could, you never know, but you do everything I can to fight it. And I mean, I, like I keep saying, I know I've got MS, but nobody out in the outside world seeing me now knows I've got MS. So it's very, very, very strange. It's, it's a, it's, unless you've got a, a, a bad illness, that's, well, I don't even see myself having a bad illness anymore. That's how far I've come. I spoke to a, a lady this morning from India, I think, and she's basically followed me the same line. Pretty her name was. She's on the MSO page today. And she's really followed the same as me. At Christmas, couldn't walk. Identical near enough. And she's done the same as me. I've been on the diet and then seven months into it. She's not as active as me, but she's you know obviously a little bit older. But she's still done the same. And so I reached out to her, said, Look, if you need any help, contact me. And she said, You know, the same to me. Says, so Obviously, we were like one of MS Hope crew. So I just love our community. It is the best place to be. You have MS, but the benefit of it is meeting all of these amazing people that enrich your life. So thank you to MS Hope. I always say as well, MS has saved my life. MS for myself has actually worked out as a, it sounds weird, but as a positive thing because I've changed my life into a better life. I might not be financially better off, but, you know, money means nothing if you've got no life at all and, and who you share it with. So if you've got good people, good everything around you, you don't need anything else. It's a good life. It's a good life just getting up in the morning and being happy. So, and then obviously, go to bed as well. I'm happy because I focus on me when I go to bed. I do my med. I have a what's called a chill hour before I have no social media, no nothing. Go to bed. I love my music as well. So, I put my music on just to get me into that mindset of going to sleep. And then I reflect on my day, what I've done, what good I've done. If I've, you know, done anything not bad, but you know, if anything negative. And hopefully I haven't. And then if not, the next day, anything negative that has happened, I try and rectify it. So then I go into my meditation with my aromatherapy, thanks to Anne Rodman, and um, get me lavender oil on, which all the ITV boys, which is Abner, who all went on the ITV show that we're doing, I'm there. We was all talking, thinking, what's that smell? He said, it smells like, it smells like an old lady or something. So that's me, that's me with my lavender oil on. He said, oh, let's have a go then. So all the crew had a bit of lavender oil and we're, we're filming on a bank <laughs> and it's like everyone's out camping and they all get up the next morning and says, you know what, Lee, that's the best night's sleep I've had in ages. Oh so, my goodness. And, then, and um, you know, I love that self-reflection at night. And taking that chill hour yeah. and living in gratitude. I think that that's super important. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing. Just taking a little bit of time out for yourself to think, what can you do? What are you going to do? And what should you have done? To be fair, that's Talia. Talia is the, the positive queen of the world, as I see her. Like. But she gets your focus. What can you really do? She's like a sergeant major, but no, she's lovely. <laughs> Where does she live? Is she here in the States or is she over there? She's in the States, yeah. But I, 
honestly don't know. I think she, she was in Israel a couple of a month or so back. So I, I think she lives in Florida, to be fair. I'm not quite sure where she actually lives. I know Anne lives in Colorado Springs because she's invited me and my family over to go oh, and see her. That's nice. I think Angie lives in New she York. She does. Or that yeah, area. I know Angie um, pretty well. Yeah. Angie, I mean, obviously, that, you know, I watch it. She's my inspiration and getting some muscles like, well, not muscles, not about the muscles like, but you know, she's absolutely mind blowing, isn't she? So. She is. She is. And her name comes up over and over again. I haven't heard of Talia. Is it T A L I A? Yeah, Talia. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, Talia um, Holbro. It's Alpha, I think it's Alpha Talia. On okay. Instagram, but her name's Heart on it. H H A R R B E L O. Things like that. Okay, I'll have to look her up because she sounds pretty dope. I gotta be honest, that's awesome. She's really, really good, really good, really good. So yeah. really positive. She's just you know, she's yeah, yeah. Tell you, she's amazing. I mean, you've just surrounded yourself with the most supportive teams. Yeah, what what one thing they've all got in common? Every every one of them. Is they're all positive as well. All got the right mindset is, yeah, we can do this. Nothing's going to stop us doing it. And it's like, you know, with, with Angie, Talia, Mark, Sharon, me, me, acupuncturist even. You know what I mean? She's, you know, she's unbelievable what you're doing. So I go in and have acupuncture with Sharon and she's asking me all these little, because obviously she's not an MS specialist right. or anything, but she's in, she does all the acupuncture and, and whatever. And she speaks to her other MS clients to say look this lad here you need to watch what he's doing because he's absolutely amazing the wire is transferred to transferred transferred transformed his life should i say and then Anne, Anne rod have you heard of Anne rodman yes so i don't know her but i follow her Anne rodman yeah a lot of people have been mentioning her to me lately yeah she's another positive positive you know it's somebody you need in your life you know what I mean? She's just, just a great, great lady, great woman. Just unbelievable. Again, the, the three of them are. I've got three women in me. I've got my missus, obviously. I've got Angie, Natalia, Anne, and Sharon. And then Mark as well. Mark's feeling left out on his own. But no, you've got Matthew and his dad as well. Like, so. It's really spectacular what you've done, and especially with the support of... I've got to can say one thing. I have yes. one other friend I'm, I'm forgetting about. is a man called Graham Slaughter. Every day I've been poorly, he's called me. No matter what, he's called me every day. And it's, it's a, you know, it's unbelievable. How are you doing, Lee? And he's, you know, he's a motiva- he's, he's motivates me. Oh, if I'm feeling a bit down, this is right at the start of my MS, he'd make me laugh, say, look, you know, big guy and everything. Like, he's, he's fun. Joe just makes me laugh all the time. And he, he you know, he didn't have to. He'd call me every day. We speak nearly every other day now, obviously, because obviously I'm doing a bit more for myself these days. But every day, or at least twice a week, we speak. And it's good. So thank you, Graham, if you're listening. <laughs> it's just miraculous, right? And his wife. And his wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It really is. Yeah, it's psychic, <laughs> Joanne. It really is pretty unique that you have developed such a bond with these people and been able to, like I said, lift yourself out of where you were at 
the holidays. I mean, six months later, you've completely transformed your life. So in gratitude to MS Hope for all they've done and everyone else in Lee's support system, especially his amazing wife. So from being kind to yourself, do something, do somebody some good, do yourself some good, remove the negativity and use that chill hour to your advantage. I am loving that, even naming it the chill hour and really owning what that's going to look like for yourself, calming yourself at the end of the day. You've really infused the meditation and that overarching kindness and positivity. Lee, you know, I hope you realize what you're getting, you're giving it back to everyone out there tenfold. And we appreciate that from you. Please tell people where they can find you if they'd like to reach out. Yeah, you can find me. It is Lee under slash witty. That's W-H-I-T-T-Y-S. That's me handle on Instagram. If you just contact me through there, you'll get hold of me then, you see, so... Otherwise, you can you can drop me an email as well. That's lswitty at aol.com. That's l-s-w-h-i-t-t-y at aol.com. I respond to everybody as well. So that's part of Ali Abidi, whose, whose business it is. You know, is no matter if it's negative or anything, we respond in a positive way. So absolutely, sir. And I respond to everybody, never if it's negative. Ask them why. You know, why, why, what's filling your life with the negativity? To you know, be negative at the end of the day. So life's too short. It's you now everyone should have love. That is so true, Lee. And you can go on and see all of Lee's fishing adventures and all of the great things that he's doing. And you can see his progression till now and his ability to regain back his strength despite MS. MS does not have him. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for being here, Lee, with me. I hope you keep thriving. You too. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. If you would like to join our growing community of thrivers, there are a lot of ways to do so. Visit the website at thrivingoversurvivingpodcast.com. There you'll find links to all our social media, my blog, and lots more. See you next time when we chat it up with another autoimmune warrior on the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. Keep thriving. Keep thriving.